everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm Nicole Kimanjian. I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of this show, Jeff Rapport. This is episode 238, and today we're going to do a market update on the residential market. While listening to this episode, if you guys have questions, please head over to the Creative Financing Podcast Facebook group. If you're not part of the community, just search the Creative Financing Podcast in Facebook and ask to join. There will be a live session on the second Thursday of every month, so bring your questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the comments below. And lastly, we want to thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with your friends. So I thought we would bring back these these market updates because people liked them and things are changing. And uh, we are in the toward the end of September and we just had a pretty significant rate interest rate increase yesterday um and I, I i did some research today to just try to determine what it would be to go get uh an owner occupied property right now and it really ranges from like six percent to like seven not quite sure where you would fall and uh i know the whole uh, the the banking system is all about bait and switch and uh, putting out their one number and then you go in and find out it's more like, you know, a half a point higher. So um, I thought today we would talk about what kinds of changes are we seeing and we'll get everyone's perspective on it. And what do those changes really mean for, you know, investors? So um, Nicole, why don't we start with you? I know that you are cold calling and you are in Florida. You are in one of the meccas of investor activity. Um, what what are you seeing or what are you feeling in terms of the market right now? Well, there's definitely a lot more um, uh, price reductions. Like I'll see a listing come up. And then, you know, like even the following week, it'll be reduced. And they are definitely sitting on the market a lot longer. Um, and I do some calling on for sale by owners, but I just don't feel like their urgency yet. So I don't know that it's trickled down to, you know, like um, a hurting market where they're like, I just need to get rid of this. It's still like, I want to sell this so that I can get into something else. Um, and then, you know, in the Utah market that I haven't, I mean, no one is interested in selling <laughs> so, <laughs> at least no one I've talked to. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily keep track of like listings, uh, there I'm, I'm mostly like cold calling and, uh, doing marketing out there, but I don't, I feel like that market maybe has shifted a little, but it's not, no one's in pain and, you know, like wanting to sell their, their property. Well, I'll share something with you when it's my turn that might change your mind just a little bit on that. So, okay, all right, Cody, what about you? What 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 are you seeing, and what what markets are you working in, and you know how do they differ? Yeah, so I do Utah, Idaho, and Kansas City. Um, so I've seen a lot similar to what Nicole has mentioned: price reductions, properties on the market longer, and then there's still a group of people that just don't have the motivation to to reduce those prices but i've seen a lot more interest in owner financing especially if people don't need all that money up front 
because you can still offer a good price. So if it's listed at 450, Zillow says it's worth 450, nobody's going to give that for a cash offer. <laughs> so they're more interested now in owner financing and what that can do for them. So I've seen a lot more people open to that, that ballpark. So when you say that you were you were talking to people at the height of the market, right? And still talking about owner finance. And I know this personally because we were working together. But um, you, you still had people that said yes. Um, they may not have liked the offers once they got them, but they said that they were open to them. Are you seeing more um, opportunity that? Now that they're not only open to it, but now they might be like, hey, now let's try to make this kind of thing work. Yeah, because before there were, if it's worth 450, you've got four people with a bank financing offer that'll pay that or more. Whereas now the competition's a little bit less because interest rates are higher. So like, okay, I have one other offer that's at 350. I'll, I'll look at your owner financing and I've gotten more accepted by using owner financing lately because of that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I would agree. It is, are you seeing that, you know, to me, Kansas city is a, a very good um, buyer's market. Utah, I would say not a good buyer's market and Idaho certainly overpriced in terms of um, a market. Uh, are you seeing the same thing in all markets all across the board, or do you see differences in the different markets that you're working in? Uh, I see a bit of difference. I, in the Kansas City market, I see a lot more opportunity for both the owner financing or owner occupant exit strategy as well as using a rental, whereas in Utah, it's mainly only owner occupant. Yeah. For people that don't want to drop their price just because the rental prices aren't aren't good enough in Utah to justify what you're paying and that monthly payment. So it's much more opportunity in the Midwest kind of markets from what I've seen. Any, any um, feedback on the Idaho market? Uh, similar to the Utah. hottest markets, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, when things were going great, it was on fire. Yeah, similar to Utah, especially in the Treasure Valley area, which is like Boise. Yeah. Uh, but Idaho Falls, Pocatello, Twin Falls, the more tertiary markets are still have some opportunity for the rental side, but still more owner occupant. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've seen, and uh, we, we haven't done much in Utah or Idaho in probably the last year and a half, but. Uh, that those tertiary markets that you were just talking about in Idaho were really good cash flowing markets a couple of years ago. And now that uh, they're probably very, very borderline good rental sure. areas. Um, and uh, when I say borderline, you know, Hey, $1,400 might be, you know, yeah, you're going to pay 250, 260 for, and uh, as in Kansas City, you might pay one fifty, uh, well one thirty. Yep. So uh, maybe even a better deal than that. But uh, definitely differences across different markets. And but I think the general consensus is is that things are sitting longer. 
properties are not getting multiple bids and selling within a week. And, uh, and I agree with your statement, Nicole, is that I think that there is still, some people realize that there's some urgency, right? Where uh, I don't know that I want to keep holding this and to see what's going to happen in the next few months because things are trending the wrong way right so interest rates are rising uh which is putting pressure on these really high price properties uh and for someone to buy it is going to have a significant payment and maybe a payment that they can't afford so the more that those interest rates rise the more prices are going to be forced to come down so I do see some urgency. Uh, it's certainly not across the board. And uh, we, we still have people that, for whatever reason, they think that they're going to get it. Um, you know, they're, uh, And I, I've still seen in the last month, I've seen people asking 50, 70, 100,000 more than really what their house is worth. That part hasn't 100% gone away. Um, but I do agree that um, they are more open to creative financing strategies. And um, and I think that you're going to see it even more. And, uh, and really, uh, to touch on something that you said, Cody, is that so in markets that aren't good cash flowing markets like Utah and Idaho and uh, really a lot of the West Coast markets uh, and some of the East Coast markets for that matter, that um, the one way that we can actually make a property a good rental is by creating the right terms. And there may be some opportunity because there's no way that at some point that the ridiculous prices that these properties have been selling for, they will not, right? Because rents are not continuing to rise at the, the rate that they were. Um, we have an affordability issue in a lot of markets. And uh, without that, um, you know, th now there's, these properties are just overpriced. And so uh, the only investors that are looking at buying are one, holding strictly for appreciation, which would be a huge mistake right now. Or two, like a 1031 exchange, um, which uh, if you were exchanging from a good property, I don't know why you'd want to exchange into a poor cash flowing property, but um, some do. Um, and to your, one other thing, to your point, I feel like my conversation with sellers have already changed quite a bit over the last few months. So it went from, why would I do owner financing? I'll just list it myself or list it with a realtor and make above market value. And now one of the bigger objections I have is, I mean, I've already got such a low down payment. I've got a good situation. Why would I do it? So it's definitely different in the objection category. And I've had a lot more discussions of, I mean, who knows what's going to happen over the next few years. Interest yeah. rates will likely keep going up and prices yeah. will likely keep going down, but it's tough to say. Yeah. I well, think I've, um, I've heard something about like in the beginning of next year or mid uh, next year, like the, the interest rates might go back down, but I mean, who knows? Uh, like Fed might pivot. Um, but the, I think what they're doing, when I say they, the federal government, um, the Federal Reserve, 
that I think what they're trying to do is raise rates high enough to disrupt the inflation that we're dealing with. And then they're raising them to like give you that shock right away. And then they're kind of kind of going up and down, up and down um, to try to ease you into it now um, with the idea that, yes, maybe they will come back. Um, but I don't think you're going to see 3% rates maybe again in your lifetime. Um, uh, I can't really predict that, but um, that that was an anomaly and we had it for a really long time. I think people have thought that that's the norm and it is really not. So um, we may be stuck in that you know four to seven range for a while um and maybe even higher four to eight um uh but the good thing is is that the more the higher those rates go the more people will need to sell with creative finance um when rates were you know 13 percent um and higher uh that that's what people did uh, that they sold on owner finance it's like uh, could you imagine going out and I, I just got 13 on my interest rate and my <laughs> payments like $2,000 for my $100,000 home. And um, yeah, that that is not what um, people want to see. And that that's when owner fan creative finance will really come into play is that uh, if the rates continue to go up, but we haven't even seen distress yet right which is uh potentially coming in terms of more defaults because payments are higher um uh we haven't talked about variable rate interest loans which are certainly rising and rising probably at, at alarming rates do you have an idea of how roughly like how many mortgages are variable rate i do not um but i, I do know that when uh, that they they were introducing more variable rate options and people took them. Um, you know, was it a large portion? Probably not because interest rates were really low still. But as they were rising, I think people got involved in them. And uh, I can tell you that back in 2005, six, seven, um, they had what you, you could actually it was called an option arm and you could actually choose one of like three, four options every month. You could pay um, like a 15 year mortgage, a 30 year mortgage interest only and something else. And uh, I had a number of those types of loans and uh, but if they're tied, if they're variable and the rates are going up, uh, I mean, your rate could easily be eight, nine percent. Uh, and you know, th that could be serious sticker shock. Uh, your payment just keeps going up. But uh, what we really haven't seen the distress yet. And uh, you know, people that were buying at the top of the market, if the market starts to fall, which I believe that it will, especially in um, these higher priced markets where you know the, the affordability is not very good, that people will be underwater or will be left with little to no equity and they will 
if they wanted to sell, it would cost them money to sell. And that's where some of the, the urgency and distress will start coming into play. And those are all, uh, that's really the only way to get them sold is to uh, sell them on creative finance. So I see um, changes. And from the last time that we did this update, the changes have only continued. And uh, we'll see where they go. But I think this gives us as investors that understand creative financing huge huge opportunity and both to purchase and to sell because there are plenty of people that are not able to qualify for a traditional loan and i, I don't care if it's at six percent or four percent they, they can't qualify so if you can provide those kinds of properties to people um huge opportunity all right any last thoughts we'll wrap this up no it's always helpful to hear your thoughts on the on the current state of the market well i thank you both for your thoughts on the market so all right we'll go out and create some terms <laughs>